I think it's really important to get that touchdown, right? It's, it's something you've been yearning for for a long time, and you're trying to make all these plays to get in the end zone and see it finally happen. You can just see the happiness and the kind of big sigh of relief, like, yes, yeah, we finally got in. So it was, it was fun to see the energy, see the excitement from everyone on the sideline. I think everybody was happy. Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. D'Amico Ryan's on C.J. Stroud, who, by the way, is 7-1 to to be the first quarterback benched this season, Ryan. Baker Mayfield's plus 200. Sam Howell, our guy, Sam Howell at the moon. No respect. 4-1, to it's ridiculous. Ryan Tannehill, 6-1, to and then a C.J. Stroud and Mac Jones, both at 7-1. to yeah, this is an interesting market because, like, something that we've seen the last couple of years is with rookie quarterbacks, with young quarterbacks, they'll get pulled after a yeah. couple of weeks. Like, yeah. if, if an offensive coordinator or a head coach thinks that the game needs to be slowed down, they'll pull them, even if it's for a couple of weeks. You'll put the backup, the veteran in. So maybe you do look like you do look at a guy like C.J. Stroud at seven to one or Bryce Young twelve to one. I don't think that's going to be the case, though. I would rather look at somebody like Ryan Tannehill, six to one. What if they get off to a slow start? He gets dinged. Um, because Malik actually looked pretty good in the preseason. I don't know what he is at this level. He didn't look very good in his regular season action last year when uh, Tannehill missed those four games. But you also have Will Levis, who I don't think we see this year. But I would maybe look at somebody like that. You know, like a veteran who is 36 years old, coming off an injury-filled season where he dealt with an ankle injury and only played 12 games. You know, for me, it's looking at teams that have nothing to lose, right? Like if you've got a quarterback out there and they're a young quarterback, and your expectations are what Carolina has with Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud and, you know, what Houston has or even Anthony Richardson and the Colts. They're not expected to do a lot this year. Sure, internally they may have all the expectations in the world, right? But if you're realistic and you have a little bit of self-awareness, you can say, you know, we're probably not a playoff team right now. That's why I like something like a, whether it's Ryan Tannehill at 6-1 to or Jimmy Garoppolo at 14-1 to with Aiden O'Connell Good sitting call. back there. That's There's value in that price for one. But two, now I know benching doesn't count if a quarterback gets hurt. That's that that's not part of this, so that's the difference. But if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't look good in his first year in the Raiders offense, we saw what Aiden O'Connell looked like. I know it's preseason, but that's a team that has very little to lose, but they're not starting a young quarterback. See, the teams that are starting the young guys, they're like, well, we're going to lose with the young guy. Let's give him a chance to actually go out there and play. If you got a veteran like Ryan Tannehill or Jimmy G, why? Like, why keep losing with that when you've got somebody young behind them? At least give them a shot. All right, so a couple guys that I would look at, All right? right? Um, that I didn't even think about. So the guy that I continue to talk about. that Jordan I do Love, think, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think Jordan Love gets benched because behind him is Sean Clifford. And while I don't know what the How ceiling is. You? Do you see him in the preseason? Help me cover that first half in preseason game number one. That is true. That yeah, is true. It's true. Brock Purdy, 25 to 1. 25 to 1 is the price for Brock Purdy. Yeah. Trey Lance has been traded to the Dallas Cowboys, but you do have Sam Darnold behind Brock Purdy. And the one knock on Kyle Shanahan as a head coach is when guys, like he's. He's uh, really quick to throw guys in his doghouse, mm-hmm. and then he kind of gives up on guys, right? Like, yep. I was listening to one of the beat reporters for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, man, it was on CBS Radio with actually my guy, Jordy, jo- Jody Mack, was doing some Sunday action, and I was driving in. He didn't reset, so I couldn't tell you who the reporter was. Got to reset. Got to re- tell people who you're come listening on, to. Come on, Jody. It isn't, it's very important. I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he was like, well, 
the one knock on Shanahan is he, when he's tough on his players, like you yeah. know, like when you're in the doghouse. Like Brandon Ayuk was in the doghouse for a couple weeks. What was that? Three seasons ago, and wasn't getting any targets and was barely getting any run. Now he's probably one of the. Uh, well, I love his receiving yards this season. Everybody he's, does. He's definitely one of their one of their weapons this year. So if Brock Purdy gets off to a slow start. And look at that schedule. Like, you start off with the Pittsburgh Steelers as three-point favorites. Who knows? Maybe we see Sam Darnold early. And 25-1 to 1 is a really good price if Brock Purdy goes back to being a pumpkin this season. There's not a, there's not a lot there in terms of a resume, even though what we saw last year. And look, you, you know I love him. I love the story. I think the kid can be great. But I also am realistic in the sense that, like, yeah, he started, what, seven games? I don't count the playoff, the last playoff game because we had an, a non-working elbow. Yeah. So, like, we can't really count that as part of his resume here. But there there certainly is a chance. And with with Kyle Shanahan, he's really shown that he can make any quarterback except for Trey Young. Or Trey Young, geez. Trey Lance. Yeah. Except for Trey Lance, like, he can pretty much make everybody at least a decent quarterback. He can maximize the potential of everybody that plays the position. So... If he looks around and says, Brock Purdy's not getting it done, and I'm still sitting here with this talented roster, and I still can't figure it out. Well, Sam Darnold was a first-round pick. This isn't Mr. Irrelevant anymore. This right. is a guy that was you know, a top-three pick in the NFL draft. Let's give him a shot now. Yeah, and like you go through this list. Let's look at guys where it's realistic that they actually get benched. Because, I mean, you look at the price for a Russell Wilson, 50-1. to 1. He's been terrible the last two seasons. But look what Denver has behind him. Not a whole lot. You know, not, not, there's nobody young that they want to evaluate there. So, so it's a, that's an expensive benching too. And that's the, that's the other like, thing. Like that's the thing. And, and I don't think Sean Payton's going to do it. If anything, they'd probably just move on from Russ. Although I don't know if they'd even be able to next season financially. I think they would just move on next year. But Baker honestly, Mayfield, though, do you think Jared Stenham? Jared Stenham actually did look good in the preseason. I, I will say that. Yeah. But, but I don't think that Russell they would Wilson's do it. costing them a lot of money. Not to mention what they gave up to trade for him, too. Yeah. And they want to win this year. At least try to win this year. With that defense, so I don't think it happens. Baker, I think that that's realistic. But I don't know, man. I mean, does Tampa really need to see what they have in Kyle Trask? And what are they trying to do this season? If I'm Tampa and Baker can't have this resurgence that we saw with the Rams, because he played pretty mm-hmm. good under McVay, won a couple games, could have won a game against Green Bay. And... uh <laughs> then do you really need to see anything from Kyle Trask or you just continue to trot Baker out there, have him throw pick after pick after pick, and end up with the number one or number two overall pick? You know what I mean? So the I don't want to play him at that price at two to one. The problem, one, the price is not good sense, enough. It's not. The, the other issue, though, is if, let's say Baker Mayfield looks like he did his last year in Cleveland, right? Turning yeah. the ball over a ton, especially fourth quarter. You know, if if, if you keep him out there, you're sending a message to that team that has some veterans that won a, won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. You're saying, yeah, we're trying to lose games this year, guys. How are you going to keep that locker room paying attention to you? Yeah. How are you going to keep that locker room engaged? How are you going to keep anybody that's seen success before yeah. with this organization in the NFL, how are you going to keep them engaged the entire season? It's not going to happen. So that's the tough thing, where if Baker Mayfield looks like the worst of Baker Mayfield, 
it's going to be really hard to keep him out there on the field. So there's a reason why he is the favorite. Yeah. But like at that price, yeah, it's just not really worth playing it. Yeah. Like Sam Howell, four to one. Um, sure, there's maybe a case where Washington gets off to a slow start, but I don't think that they're going to want to see what they have in Jacoby Brissett because I don't think Sam Howell is going to be the reason that they lose games. I do like Tannehill six to one because I think there's a good chance he gets benched. But then again, there's also a good chance Tennessee just wins ten games if they stay healthy on the defensive side of the ball. We know how good of a coach Vrabel is, even if Jacksonville lives up to expectations. They could still sneak away mm-hmm. and win 9-10 games. What about Desmond Ritter, 9-1, to and he does have Heineke behind him? Let's say they get off to a slow start. They have the second easiest schedule. They'd probably yeah. look at it like, hey, we could still sneak into the playoffs here. Heineke's won games. He's so a good it, locker room guy. To me, if you're looking at Desmond Ritter, it really depends on how he's handling the offense. He doesn't need to go win them games, but he can't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. If you're losing out on possessions with this team, then you go, okay, let's give Taylor Heineke a shot. Because the one thing, having seen it up up close and personal for two years, with Taylor Heineke, you're going to get boom or bust, right? You're going to get big plays and big moments, and you're going to get the, oh, my God, what are you doing? Why are you throwing the football like that? Stop yep. it. But you'll have an opportunity, especially if a team is down. And I think this will be the key here, too, for the Falcons. If the Falcons continue to be in games where they're down late and they can't come back because Desmond Ritter can't throw them back into games. Because we know their weapons are obviously in the backfield first. Now, you got a couple of great, obviously great pass catchers out there. But if your quarterback can't get them the football, can't help you win games if you're down... You're gonna make that. You're gonna make that change, right? And it's not like Desmond Ritter's a first round pick. So at nine to one, and somebody that has Taylor Heineke making ten million dollars a year behind him, and and keep that in mind too. The money that's being paid to a backup quarterback does matter sometimes. And the Falcons paid Taylor Heineke all that money yeah. for a reason. Yeah. The reason I can't do it is because I believe in Atlanta, and I believe that Desmond Ritter is actually gonna have a pretty decent season. Anthony Richardson ten to one, I think, is a decent bet just because of what we talked about coming into the segment. Whereas if he just can't read a defense and everything looks way too fast, maybe they sit him down for a couple weeks. Hey, sit with a clipboard, watch uh, Minshew Mania, and learn something here. That's, see, the only thing about that, though, is that's tough because you're doing that to a rookie quarterback. Like, is he – you have to make sure that he's mentally okay with that, right? Or, like, does that throw him off where he's just like yeah. – Damn it, I screwed up. Like, I'm not like, does that shatter his confidence? And he probably gives you your best chance to win games, too. With right. that defense, which will still be decent, you know, a running quarterback. I know there's no Jonathan Taylor, but maybe it's plug and play there. So, yeah, I probably wouldn't do anything there. I, I'm telling you, Purdy, 25 to 1. I like that. And then I think you make a really good case for Jimmy G, especially at 14 to 1. My only concern, Jimmy G really struggles to stay on the field. So if he does get hurt, like mm-hmm. you said, that doesn't uh, count as being a benching being benched, so then if Aiden O'Connell comes in, you wouldn't win that bet. Like, there are certain quarterbacks that I just would say it's it's just not going to happen unless it's terrible. Justin Fields, I wouldn't at 40-1, to one, only because, like, they, you've, you've got to get a, another full season with him with an improved offensive line. You've added some weapons at receiver. Like, this is a chance for you to now say, all right, we can really get a true gauge on who you are. Right. Kirk Cousins, you got nothing behind him. Like, yeah, maybe his last year, but he's got to be really, really bad, and we haven't seen enough from him and to that tell you that he's going to be not good enough. You know what I mean? You have a chance to win that division with eight wins. You could be 8-9 and, and win that division. Yeah. It may be that bad. Daniel Jones, like, he was in a comfortable position last year. It's really just based on the turnovers there. The only, Like, the only other quarterback that I would look at that's a veteran, I would at least consider Geno Smith at 40-1. to 1. Some of it's the price, but it's also just... Does he look like he did last season, or do we get back to someone that looks more like a backup? He threw for 4,200 yards and 30 touchdowns last year. Mm -hmm. If, okay, let's say he still is on pace for 
3,500 yards passing, but like doubles his interceptions. Do you at least say, yeah, let's see what Drew Locke can do? Like, I don't know. Drew Locke I, actually looked pretty good in the preseason. I know. Too. I, I, really he, and he's got that. He's he's that quarterback, right? We look at him and say, got got some of those physical tools. But is it enough where you're going to be comfortable putting your season on the line with him at quarterback? We've I, seen that before. I love Gino. I think he's going to have a big year, but I don't think what you're saying is crazy because two years ago, we didn't think Gino was ever going to start another right. NFL game. And right. now all of a sudden, you know, the Seattle Seahawks are getting a bunch of love to win that division. Um, and they're going to have the best offense in the NFC. And, yeah, maybe he gets off to a slow start, and they're like, hey, we like what we saw from Drew Locke. And I think if any coach is going to make that decision uh, and do it quickly, it would be Pete Carroll. Because mm-hmm. Pete Carroll wants to win. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many more years is he going to be in the NFL as a head coach? I'm not sure. How <laughs> many more years does he want to do he, this? He's 70, 71, and the guy, yeah. guy acts yeah. like he's 30. Right. He's out there playing quarterback and running around in high energy. And it's like, yeah, he's not there for a rebuild. No. So that's the only reason why you would say, one, again, the price at 40-1, to but you say, okay, is Geno Smith not going to look like he did last season? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, none of these other guys make sense. Unless Derek Carr is just a mess, and they're like, all right, let's see what we got in Jameis Jameis again. Well, they know they got in Jameis. Yeah. If you throw the ball... A limited amount of times, they the offense will be okay. They didn't make that move to bench. Keep him it at 185 before. yards passing a game, like when he started when they went five and two. Because that's the other thing you have to think <laughs> of here is like somebody's going to get benched by week five, so you don't yeah. want it has to get really bad for the Saints for him to get benched. Yeah, I think it would have to be week eight or later. You know what I mean? Like for Kirk Cousins to get benched after being in Minnesota for mm. all these years, winning 13 games year yep. one with O'Connell last year, they're not just going to bench him after a one and three start. Jordan Love's not going to get benched because this season's all about evaluating what you have in Jordan Love. Same thing with Mm -hmm. Justin Fields. So you have to look at somebody like Ryan Tannehill where you know what his ceiling is. He could win you 10 games in the right system surrounded by weapons. He could also win you four games with a crappy system and with a beat-up team. Maybe you want to see what you have in Will Levis or you want to see if Malik's your guy moving forward. So I think those are the kind of guys you're looking at. Like Matthew Stafford at 16-1, to I would mention, but... If he's right and he's healthy, I don't think he's getting benched. Him and McVay love each other. Last time he was healthy, he won a Super Bowl two years ago and threw for over 30 touchdowns. So I don't think he gets benched. I think, if anything, he gets hurt. Hey, Scott, why no uh, Patrick Mahomes odds on here? Do we – what – why? No. Why, 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 no. Why? You know what? Actually, the further down, I just stopped after a while because the, the one question I want <laughs> answered, benched for what? Like benched mid-game? benched for, like, what constitutes a benching? And I know a lot of these places you have to read the fine print. Right. Not benched because of injury, but if somebody no. comes out there and throws three early picks, and then you see them next week... It's usually I, I ba- it's, it's based on a starter. Yeah. Starter, you got to be a right. starter. Yeah. 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 So that's what you have to think about, is, like, who's going to be out there where it's one of those situations where it's, okay, this guy's no longer our starter, like it was with uh, Marcus Mariota for sure. Desmond Ritter. Or Trubisky, or mm-hmm. Wentz, or, yeah. you know, and a lot of guys got to, to face the, the firing squad last year. There were several. And that's the problem, though. Like, we don't have that just transition quarterback really this year other than Baker Mayfield, and that's why that's all baked in there, and that's why that price is 2-1. to one. You know what I mean? Because he's last year's, hell, Gino, um, last year's uh, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, where would, it's like, maybe this guy could be the guy, but he's not the guy. I know what you're saying, but would you say that maybe Desmond Ritter could be a transition quarterback, yes. too? Like, I, I think there's more than just Baker Mayfield. It's just Baker is the guy you're going to think of more because he's been in the league longer. I would say Ritter I don't look for at, sure. They I don't, don't look at Desmond have. Ritter as the future. Yeah. yeah. He could be, but we don't know that yet. And if they're bad, they could get their guy next year. 
It could be Drake May. It could be, I don't know. That wouldn't be fair if that Falcons team got Drake May or... What if they got Caleb Williams? Caleb Williams. You better, everybody Caleb Williams, Kyle Pitts, Drake Wanda. Everybody better get hurt for that Robins team. Robins are winning sure. 10 games. So. Yeah, probably 10. Yeah, maybe not that many. Hit <laughs> him, Jim, and 